Salutations! And welcome to the 68th episode of the In The House podcast. The official podcast of Scouse's House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. I am your host, Evan Floyd, and I am... I'm 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 great to be here tonight. I'm I'm really I'm really great. It's a good night. It's to a be good here. night. I'm I'm pleased about tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we don't have a guest tonight, so no. it'll just be me and my partner once I bring him on, and uh, I can think of no better time than to do that now. Yeah. So uh, tonight, coming to you from the black forests of Germany, yeah. is uh, uh, my partner Andy Frederick. Andy, <laughs> buddy. That's the first, literally, the first time you haven't said coming to us live. Yeah, no, I screwed that whole thing it's up. It's even my Twitter handle. I gave zero thought to this. It's all right. Usually, Andy and I do a solid three to four minutes of prep for each one of these well, episodes. Well, the first shows, we like we had written out notes yeah, about, like, we had oh, meetings. we need to cover this and this and this. Yeah. we got to make sure you cover We've just given up on that. No, that's, that's <laughs> out the window. And usually, though, we do have a couple of minutes to sort of get into a framework, yeah. and we discuss where yeah. you'll be coming to us live from. And uh, tonight, I we didn't have that we conversation. Didn't. I came up with the Black Forest of Germany just on the that's spot. That's pretty good, though. That's it wasn't pretty, bad. That was, that's good. That'd be pretty specific. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have an activity. I usually have you doing an activity in yeah. that location. Well, I mean, the Black Forest of Germany... Here, where yeah. I am. Right. Sure. Where are you? From which you are coming to us live. Yeah, exactly. The question is, do you like ham? Okay. I get that. Or 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 chocolate cakes. Or chocolate cakes. Yeah. I like ham and chocolate I'm cakes. I'm a fan of both. And so I came to the Black Forests of Germany. Wise. Wise. So, food scouting from the Black Forest. Yeah, coming to you tonight live. Food scouting food from the scouting Black Forest of Germany. Germany. This is my partner, Andy yeah. Frederick. Andy, welcome Thank on. you very much. I can be as loud as I want because it's a forest. Sure. I can be sure. as loud as I want. And the Germans are a celebratory people. <laughs> is that what they're known they for? They are. Okay. Have you ever had Jägermeister? I have. <laughs> I mean, More times than I saying. care to admit. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, Andy, we're, uh, we're coming off a couple of wins. <sighs> Man. Three in a row at this point. Yeah. It's a good feeling. On a run. Yeah. On yeah. a run. Yeah. And like a win and then like a really good win. And then a pretty good win. And then a pretty good win. So all told, like the, the quality of the wins themselves is improving Absolutely. as we go along. And we're going to have a chance this weekend to improve it again. Yeah. Uh, so all good stuff. Yeah. Like uh, I'm, I'm pleased. I, I have some personal news that okay. I want to cover here a little bit. All right. Tonight, our purple stuff is less purple than it usually is. That's weird. Is that not accurate? It's it is less accurate. purple than it ever. is. It is. And uh, that is partially because, man, I drank way too much purple stuff with Sean Tosh last week. Woof! By the yeah. end of that show, I was purple stuffed out. That was a lot of purple stuff. It was. Not from Sean, who obviously uh, teetotaled and had himself a great game, but from Andy and I. Uh, but also because... We went to Charleston, my wife you and did. I did this past weekend, yeah. and I'll tell you all about that trip, but the long and short, or at least the soccer portion of that trip, the rest of the trip was comprised almost entirely of eating. Good. There was really good food everywhere we went, there were really good drinks everywhere we went, everything was really good. Yeah. And uh, I got home from the trip and uh, made the horrid mistake of accidentally stepping on a scale. 
And uh, so it turns out that I am by far the heaviest I've ever been in my entire life. And it's not, it's one of those things where, like, listen, I spent most of my adult life between the ages of like 24 and 32. Yeah. uh, About 185. Always fluctuating a little bit in and around 185. And uh, since I turned 33, I've been mostly in the 195 to 205 range. And I'm comfortable with that. Fine. I can live there. I'm a broad guy. I can carry that yeah. kind of weight without yeah. looking super fat. Uh, I am now, and it'd be one thing if I I came home and I stepped on the scale and I was like, oh man, I'm two eleven. Like I'm a way, I'm I'm six pounds over my normal fluctuation. Where are you at, bud? I'm at two twenty three, two hundred and twenty three pounds. I'm a fat guy now, and like I had always just sort of been comfortable. I am no longer comfortable. I'm a fat guy, and uh, I'm not okay with that. And so you still uh, don't look like a fat guy. I appreciate that sentiment, um, but I I decided to take a real uh, investigative look at myself in the mirror. It's tough. And uh, it was I was discouraged by what I found, which it's was a lot of me. I found a lot of me, <laughs> and I, I was discouraged by that. That's just more love. It is. Uh, <laughs> And uh, my wife does a good job of that, but yeah. but uh, I don't want to put her through that. I want to give her less of a chore. I want her to be oh, able to love less of me. Think of it as a chore. Um, so, starting on Monday, I, I went on. I started out on a uh, on a diet. I've started a diet plan. Now, one other time, we've talked about a diet that I went yeah. on, on this pod, and uh, it went really well. And I lost a bunch of weight, and then I immediately gained it back. I'm asking for you, the viewers, and you, my dear friend, Andy, mm-hmm. to hold me accountable this time. Do you want to uh, go to my gym? gym? I don't. I don't. I, I belong to a gym already. Uh, I don't use it nearly as often as I should. But more than anything for me, it's I, I, li- I, leave, I lead a reasonably active lifestyle. Like, I stay... I have stuff going on. I yeah, play in an no, indoor soccer yeah. league, and I'm usually working soccer camps and clinics throughout the week. Yeah. And uh, also, I, I just... I generally speaking, I walk around a lot. I, get, I do stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's the diet right now. Like, uh, I'm not... Uh, it's the well, diet. Well, you've never... Is, as long as I've known you, you've never exactly been a fan of... Cooked vegetables. I'm still not. No, cooked vegetables are right out for me. The consistency weirds me out. But you're good with raw vegetables. I am. I do like raw vegetables, and I like raw vegetables without salad dressing, which weirds people out. I prefer my. I prefer if I'm going to taste a thing, I just want to taste the thing. And so I eat salads, and I like salads, but I eat them dry, and people find that bizarre. But I don't eat enough of them. Just because, frankly, they're kind of annoying to prepare. Uh, it's a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I spend a lot of time like, chopping and chipping and scraping and yeah, all. There's, a lot, there's washing that yeah, has to happen. Stuff you got to yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and that's generally even when you make one, it is like the prelude to the meal. Right. And so, uh, regardless of what the situation is, and I don't want this to be an entire uh, podcast about my diet, but I'm just telling you that uh, that's the main focus here. So if you see me eating something disgusting over the course of the week. Or eating something that is okay for you, but in a ridiculous quantity, which is really my biggest pet peeve, or my biggest uh, uh, bugaboo, is that I eat okay-ish food, but in massive quantities. Uh, You know, just be like, hey, on the pod you said to hold you accountable, and you're not holding yourself accountable, and then walk away. 
Wow. You know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. There's, I do. There's, there's also, poundage that's got to shed here. I also know you well enough to know how hard it is to reason with you. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I don't deal well with that. So I'm not asking you to reason. Just make me feel bad about myself. Just, Just guilt feel, you and exactly. then walk away. You specifically said that we should point it out when you're doing this. You're doing this and then okay. walk away. Alright. Alright, so that's that's the that's where when we're at. Joe Woolley comes <laughs> up to you. <laughs> it's like Evan, 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 what are you doing? Is that your third burger? Yes, it's my third burger. You're just saying. Dang it. Let's get ready. When Cody Ruth walks up here, he's like, uh, you need to not eat that. Yeah. Belmonte is going to come mm-hmm. up to me and be like, Evan, man, uh, is that your fifth beer? Like, you know, that's the kind of situation uh, yeah. I well, want to have here. All right. Um, but no, it's, uh, it's, so it's a thing. So because of that, I have decided to massively cut down my, uh, my alcohol intake. That'll do it. Uh, for a couple of, for a couple yeah, of weeks. A lot of calories Just for a couple of weeks, yeah. uh, until I get somewhere in the vicinity of what I want. So our purple stuff is decidedly less. Tame. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not as fun this time around. But, but it's day three of a diet and I feel like if I can't commit to it for three days, what are you doing? You gotta take it one day at a time. Exactly. <laughs> so we've covered that. So we've covered that. Uh, now we I talked earlier this year. We uh, we did the Purple Mile, uh, which was during the uh, KDF Mini Marathon. Yeah. Uh, Lance and I hosted the radio show yeah. from the Purple Mile. And yeah. on the show, Lance was trying to get me to commit to running that with him next year. And I super wouldn't do that. Like, I really, <laughs> I was not about to commit. I'll tell you, Lance, if you're listening, I'm, I'm, I'm vacillating. I'm leaning towards maybe uh, maybe trying to put myself a goal like that. Let's do it. Uh, you down? I'll do it. All right. Well, then, I'll fucking well, do well it. let me just say this. It is possible that as a member of the front office, and I am a member of the front office, and therefore anything that I say is my opinion only and not necessarily reflect the opinions of our uh, of the team, of our sponsors, or any of our partners. But because I'm a member of the front office, right. uh, it's possible that I'll be obligated to participate in uh, what they do. This year we ran for the Parks Department yeah. uh, for Louisville Parks Foundation, and that was awesome. Yeah. And uh, there's discussion uh, specifically coming from uh, from our boy Joe Valla oh, yeah. about trying to put together a, uh, a run for uh, Team Purple, for the Purple family. And so he's trying to organize that. And uh, I say, if you're down, uh, let's participate. I'll do it. All right. So Joe Valla, you just got two commitments got, from Andy and I. It, and let me tell you, you haven't seen hilarity until you watch Andy and I run. We're hilarious for two different reasons, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's hilarious nonetheless. Yeah. So, uh, woo. But running nonetheless. Yeah, like, dang cares right. What somebody looks like they're, if they're doing it, who cares? Dang right. Um, all right, let's talk about some soccer. Yeah, let's how about do it. that? Uh, we flipped a coin before we came on the air today. We did. Uh, we only had a little bit of time, and it came up tails. It did. Uh, so uh, we're going to talk about a game review first. And the game review in question here would be our trip to Charleston, South Carolina. About a nine and a half hour drive, for those of you keeping track at home. It was steamy the whole time we were there. Uh, Listen, we in the Midwest think we are like uh, uh, accustomed to and acclimated to humidity. No. No, 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 no. South Carolina is humid. That was... You know how humid it is in Louisville right after a thunderstorm when it starts heating back up? 
that is their base level. That's their reality. Yeah, that's, that's just it. that's just where they live. Yeah. And then when it's really humid there, you are essentially drinking your air. Yeah. It's nuts. It's like it's like playing soccer in soup. It was unpleasant. Uh, the actual city itself, very pleasant. The history... Oh, beautiful. The yeah. history, enormously troubling. But well, uh, yeah. <laughs> beyond the fact yeah. that the history yeah. was enormously troubling and that some of the monuments still there are it's enormously troubling. Kinda, yeah. Um, but beyond that, the city was charming and lovely. Mm-hmm. And uh, I frankly didn't notice a bit of racial discord the entire time I was there. No. Uh, which, I mean, it's, it's not like that's the thing. But it was the the history's troubling. Yeah. But the actual historic downtown, and we stayed in historic downtown mm-hmm. at a very quaint hotel mm-hmm. uh, on King Street. It, it was lovely, lovely there. It's a it's a beautiful city. Yeah. It's a it's a nice little city to walk around in if you don't read any plaques. <laughs> so here's the place where horrible things happen. Yeah, just don't read plaques. If yeah. You, yeah, don't. The troubling bit about it was not even necessarily what was on the plaques, but sort of the attitude of the plaques. Oh, yeah. Which is sure. like, they were describing a horrible thing that everyone else in the country thinks that was what was supposed to happen. Yeah. So, uh, uh, it's, unusual. It's it's strange. Um, for, a, for a Yankee. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the soccer. Jeez, yeah. I can't even get right. us to it. Um, Really, really good win. Uh, you go on the road, yeah. get a win. The field conditions were miserable. Because for about four hours before the game, and then for the first half hour mm-hmm. of the game, it rained. It wasn't pouring. It wasn't storming. It was just sort of a consistent, constant rain. Yeah. Uh, the field, you could see on TV. Oh, we could man. see it in person. It was, it was wet. One of the most nerve-wracking things of watching this game... Was you know Charleston's a tough team, yeah. They're just tough, yeah. Uh, we talked about it earlier. They're like I consider them Pittsburgh Junior, right? And the way that they play, yeah, it, they're tough, and that okay? they're consistently there. Yeah, to, absolutely. You absolutely. have to keep them in mind. But one of the most nerve wracking parts of this game was you didn't know what the ball was gonna do. Yeah, it, there were so many times it just stopped. Yep. It hit a puddle and just stopped. And, and it was, one of those times basically led directly to the uh, Charleston goal, yeah. which they got early. Uh, Guerra, who I told us on the show, was one of the guys that worries yeah. me, uh, got in behind the defense on a restart. Uh, ball pinged around a couple of times. They yeah. launched one deep. Long ball. Uh, yeah. It got over his head, and he ran onto it perfectly in his defense. But the ball probably would have skipped all the way to uh, to Hubbard under normal yeah. circumstances. I mean, it stopped perfect for him. It I mean, stopped, and he collected it. Sonny, uh, Sonny had a nice play on it and then just couldn't finish it. Yeah. He got his body into position, and then, you know, it wasn't perfect. Yeah. Uh, you'd like to see him come away with either the ball or the man there. Because when he got to him, he was still outside the box. Maybe he's a red card, but maybe not. Uh, You feel like one-on-one with the keeper is scary. Ultimately, Garrett gets by him. He doesn't get the ball. He doesn't get the foul. Garrett gets by him and then uh, gets the goal against Hubbard. Uh, Nothing Hubbard can really do in a one-on-one situation like that. Uh, That's one of those 50-50, you guess right, and you've got a cool save. You guess wrong, and they're going to score. You guess wrong, and they score. I mean, it's essentially the same odds as a PK, right? Like Uh, Basically. Pick away and hope. Yeah. 
Uh, didn't pan out, obviously. So uh, they go up one nothing. They go up one nothing early. They're in nasty conditions. I was really pretty concerned at that point that we were gonna uh, fall into some familiar patterns. Everybody was, and uh, that was uncomfortable feeling. If you've kept up with this team, yeah, the entire season, everybody after they scored that goal, everybody was like, Shh. "Well, you're playing in bad conditions against a team that already wants to wants to play." in a deep block Mm -hmm. and then once they get the goal man they played with 10 guys behind the ball oh yeah basically the whole game oh yeah for basically the rest of this game uh i don't remember them pushing forward on more than four or five more occasions they looked threatening early got their goal early and then just screw it come at us bro yeah and then we did, and I really liked the movement again. It Absolutely. felt a lot like it did in the Atlanta game. We were we had sort of swirling movement going, uh, where Hope and O playing in the middle as basically the nine in this mm-hmm. game. Uh, I thought that he was really active and fun to watch. I thought the midfielders played great, mm-hmm. particularly Speedy Williams. Speedy had yeah. had a badass game. Oh yeah, where it just looked like he was he looked like sort of old school Paolo in this game. He controlled everything that he wanted to control. You weren't going around him. You weren't going by him. It was his midfield. Uh, I I you know we've had three straight games where we've started Sean Tosh and Pat McBan. We have three straight wins, and they both played well again in this. Game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that like. was one of the we watched it at uh, Millwood Tavern. Mm-hmm. Deserves a shout out for hosting the the wash party. I heard it was a good one. It was a good one. It was a very good one. A lot of purple in there. Yeah, nothing but purple really. Good. And even the people who showed up who weren't clearly weren't there for the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, very quickly got, into, got into the game. It was like, oh, this is a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. Come on, take this scarf. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy our free swag. Uh, but a lot of people. A lot of the comments that we heard were about Pat McMahon. Like, where, where has this been? And it's, it's you it's know... It's been a revelation. It's the classic, uh, the sum being better than... what What's the saying? Uh, I've the, had a lot... Here's the thing. My wife and I just got from dinner. The than the, the sum whole of the is greater than the I've had a lot of purple stuff up there to you this go. point. Okay. So I get you. Bear with. So the this the light purple stuff, is a, it's good for me. I get you. But, I mean, it's a classic, you know, like, Pat McMahon is Pat McMahon. And, but the last three games, he's been spectacular. Yep. Uh, active is one of the really nice things. I, more than I even remember him as uh, watching him play from last year. Yeah. Uh, it's felt like he's really taken the license of being able to overlap and to be able to push up the field. Which, I think, in concert with Oscar, makes us more dangerous. Mm-hmm. Some of that is that we've played a couple of bad teams in a row. Or we played a couple of bad teams, and then we played a team that wanted to sit back. And so that gives you a little bit of freedom. Mm-hmm. But it also, like we talked about with Tosh, it can be nerve-wracking when you're pushing way up the field and you're a defensive player and you're going, yeah. Should, do I need to just turn around and run back? He's done it, like, swashbuckling. Yeah. He's done it uh, He's done it with a great deal of panache. Oh, yeah. It's been fun to watch, and I've been glad to see it. It's the hair. The hair growing back. That it's hair. the hair. He, he looked sharp with the hair. Uh, we get the penalty on some really nice movement. Uh, you pass the ball into Hopano at the top of the box. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy pushed up on him hard. This was a professional fall from Hopano. Yeah, absolutely. It's probably not a real penalty. 
if that happens at midfield, they definitely blow a whistle and you get a cheap free kick out of it. So, I mean, technically it is a penalty. Yeah. You rarely see that little contact called in the box. Uh, but Hopeno felt the pressure on his back, knew he didn't have a great play uh, going forward, and said, screw it, I'm going to take a dump. Yeah. He takes the dump, we get the penalty, and uh, Maggie buries it. Yeah. It felt that felt good. Was, that, that did feel good. Get even before halftime felt real good. Yeah, uh, David even said, like, you know, let's just get let's just get another let's just get a goal to tie it up yeah. before half. Yeah, and we'll feel a lot better going into the second half. And then Maggie, he didn't do anything fancy. He didn't do anything great. Just pick a corner, hit it, bury it, and uh, so you get the goal. Uh, my wife takes credit for the goal. She uh, went to the restroom. And uh, that's what my wife does when she thinks we need a goal. She goes to the bathroom because she always misses goals, and she missed the goal. That's a team player right she there. She really is. That's a team player. She really is. She's quite something. Uh, and also had consumed a reasonable amount of purple stuff during the rain delay. Do so uh, so the restroom was calling. Yeah. But so we get the goal, uh, going to halftime, feeling better about yourself. Everything's yeah. just sort of a little, whew, okay. Um come out in the second half and I thought we controlled the action looked mm-hmm. real sharp uh, a lot of chances created nothing brilliant nothing no great great chances but just sort of consistently dangerous yeah like hey one good pass here and you might be in real trouble it was one of those games where I thought we played really well for how wet the conditions were yeah but I was still pissed that the conditions were wet because it looked like we might have been playing brilliantly oh, if yeah. we could have played at full speed yeah absolutely and instead you're playing at like 0.8 speed yeah and uh, so it felt like some of the crisper movements maybe they create scoring chances if you're not you know taking that extra eighth of a second yeah. on the ball and uh, on the ground it felt muted it, it felt did. muted in a way. Uh, until we bring on the subs. Uh, we make three substitutions pretty quickly in a row. You bring on Napo, you bring on Luke, and you bring on George. And, well, that paid dividends because we get the third goal late in the game. Uh, Napo makes a great tackle. Ball squirts free to Luke. Luke yeah. turns, surveys the field, looks up, finds George sprinting to the left. George... One times it, and he did a great little step over to oh, let yeah. it travel to his left foot, which threw the defender off, and uh, the keeper never had a prayer. That was one of those ones that if George put it where he meant to put it, their their keeper had nothing that they yeah. were ever going to be able to. Well, do. it's one of the times that you see George's experience. Shoot, yeah, he wrong foots the defender, yeah. and then the keeper had no prayer. Like if he and if he misses it, he's going to miss it out of bounds and wide, and you carry on with your life, but. If he makes it, if he hits it clean, you know it's a goal. Yeah. And he hit it clean, and uh, you could just see it in his eyes running over. He was oh, running yeah. right back towards uh, where Katie and I were sitting, standing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could see it in his eyes that that one meant something to him. It was a big goal. It was a big goal yeah. for the team. It was a big goal for him. And uh, a big goal for Hack. Like, yeah. that's a, you got to feel good when you're like, you know what? These are the three I'm going to sub in, and then those three combine for the goal. Yeah. It's like, oh, I think I might have made the right choices. Yeah. Yeah. It was very much a, you watch that goal, and it's like, see, this is George saying, this isn't exactly my first rodeo, bud. Yeah, I've been here. <laughs> I know what to do with this ball. Yeah. And it felt good. Uh, George, super proud, super proud that he got that goal and then got that way. And then we hold on for the win. And it wasn't 
super nerve-wracking holding on either. No. Like the last eight minutes, sometimes the last eight minutes of those games, you just sort of white-knuckle it and you're going, please, 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 please. This game, I felt like, man, we did a nice job of uh, ending it. We kept Mm -hmm. possession pretty well. We were making them chase the ball. And then if we didn't have any options and it was looking like we were going to have to give the ball away, they just launched it down the field and said, screw it. I'm going to take away another 20 seconds. You go fetch this and we'll do it again. It was really good end-game killing. What was the, at the end of the game, what was our possession? Uh, I think we came out with 63-37 in this game, which, which felt about right. Yeah. Uh, so good job, good win. Uh, I really I enjoyed being there, uh, despite the bad weather. By the second half, the weather, the rain had completely stopped, yeah. and so it was just nice, yeah. humid, but nice. But nice, yeah, and, absolutely. And uh, I'd never personally been to Charleston. Their stadium, it, it's got a little bit of a high school stadium feel to it, but what they, because it's just the open ended mm-hmm. on both sides and uh, the straight up and I mean the straight out plastic seating with no roof. Yeah. But what they do have is an unbelievable video board. Really? Their video board is top, top class. It's actually wider than our new one will be. Really? It is not nearly as tall as our new one Uh. will be. But it is wider than our new one will be, and it's a beautiful board, and uh, you can see it from every inch of that stadium. They kept a lot of cool stats up on it. Like it's a it's a really nice piece. Huh. And they've got what they call the Three Lions Pub, which is uh, inside the stadium proper. And they've got just a bar, and it's got a ton of cool memorabilia and signed huh. jerseys from all over the world, and uh, it was and really reasonably priced drinks. It was that's a cool. it was a cool thing. The crowd was a bit of a disappointment. I don't I don't know if that's I mean I know they don't usually draw huge, but it had rained for four hours, so I give some credit to the idea. You don't that think that's been, indicative of their normal crowd? I imagine that this was like fifty percent of their normal crowd. Oh, okay, and so it was uh, it was small, but <laughs> there was a I don't know. Did they have field mics in this game? Could you hear the field at all in this one? No, or the crowd or anything? No. You couldn't. There were a couple of Charleston fans who decided early in the first half that uh, Oscar was their guy. They were going to ride Oscar. <laughs> that they were just going to ride Oscar in this game. Right. And they rode him the whole game. And it was quiet enough and a small enough crowd <laughs> that everyone in the stadium could hear it. Was it at least it. clever? No. Some of it was not bad. Like, But mostly they, they just stuck with a theme of uh, like mock cheering for him. Like, you can do it, Oscar! Oscar, go get the ball! Oscar, make that run! Oscar, go! Go! It's not clever. It, 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 the, the, the volume and the volume okay. were, were what made it good. Okay. Uh, if I were Oscar, I would have been flustered. Because, I mean, they were yelling it, and the entire stadium could hear it, and they did not stop the whole game. So it was just a constant barrage on poor Oscar. Uh, Oscar played a very fine game, and so I, I'm sure he didn't mind. I can't even be mad at him. We've done the same thing. Absolutely, I mean, yeah. It's the, an away the, game. Yeah, like I'd be upset if they weren't yelling. Yeah, uh, but I, I kudos to Oscar for playing a nice game when everyone there was aware that there were probably three dudes who just decided that's our guy. I mean, you have to ad- admire it a little bit, right? Like. I had no objections. It's one of the things this is about, right? Katie leaned over to me and she was like, uh, are they allowed to do that? I was like, what do you think we do? 
That we was probably do worse. Probably, <laughs> but the the one the one thing that we have that or that they had in their favor or disfavor in this that we've never had is there was no vocal crowd anywhere. Uh, so, so you and, just hear and everything. The, and the stadium is a soccer stadium, so the sides bounce off each other, um, and so it was everyone there. Everyone there was aware of what was happening for uh, for ooh. Oscar in this game. Like, everyone. So, it was a thing. Uh, whereas, when we're doing it, the keeper knows we're yelling at him. The keeper's aware. The defense sometimes knows. On the corner kicks, our team will hear a little bit of it, and they go, oh, they're riding the keeper tonight. But nobody else in the stadium knows. No, None of the, none of the players at the far end of the pitch know. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> heard wow. this. So, it was, it was intense. Uh, so, kudos to Oscar for still playing a, you, uh, a nice game. Side note. Do our guys hear us yell at the opposing keeper? Like, during a corner? Can they hear us yell yeah, at the keeper? Yeah, I've actually talked to some of the guys about this, and during the corners, they hear us. Uh, what do they think? Now, they generally, they think, tune it out. And they do. Because you can you can hear it, be aware of it, and then just, okay, I know that this is happening, but I don't care. And then you're focused on the game. Uh Niall in particular talked to us about that, about how it's all white yeah. noise. Like, even when you hear specific voice, it's still, it's you can still, turn it into white yeah. noise. Uh, and so I think that that's probably a different animal than what this was, yeah. where there was no white noise. There was no constant crowd hum. It was the 11 city fans who were there going nuts whenever anything good happened. And that was pretty quiet. It was pretty quiet. And there was these three dudes. So it was it was a thing. Uh, you know what? Kudos to them. Yeah. I say carry on with yourselves, Charleston. Absolutely. Okay. So good win. Third in a row. We'll talk a little bit about what that means for the table and where we're at and where we stand and all that jazz after we do our game preview. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about our game preview. Okay. We got a game coming up this Saturday, 3 p.m. 3 o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah. Which... Means that we'll get to play some yard games afterwards. We'll get to be able to grill out a little bit I afterwards, like which means uh, you'll be able to have some daytime yeah. and into nighttime. Yeah. Usually, after a game, after a home game, it's nighttime activities. Yeah. And uh, even last week with the Sunday game, or a week and a half ago, or whatever it would be now, with the Sunday game, you got done and you still felt we came over and we had burgers, but then everybody yeah. pretty much had to go home. Like yeah. there was no heavy drinking, there was no partying. It was no, yeah, we eat should go. Grub. We should have some dinner, right? And then go about our separate ways. But uh, this is not that. No, nope. this is like this the start is... of a party day. Yeah, I kind of like it. I do too. We haven't had a real party day after a game in a while. Do you? How would you feel? And I. I don't think this is going to be the case. How would you feel if next season all our Saturday games were were like that? I would hate it. I would hate it. Really? Yes. 100% I would hate it. Why? Because I know stuff about the game day experience and what we're trying to do that uh, the lighting will play a large role in. Okay. And that uh, I just think that the stadium, the video board's going to look cooler the later it gets. Yeah. The lighting's going to look cooler the later it gets. Yeah. The uh, the the ambiance I think is going to get bigger and bigger the later it gets. 
And so, uh, for the brand new stadium, I, I'm frankly, I'm hoping we play like eight o'clock games. Yeah. Uh, but all told, no. If we had one or two, all right. But no, I want the majority of them to be night games because okay. I think we're gonna do some really cool stuff with the night games. Okay. You think we're going to do some cool stuff. I Read have, into it how you will. I have a hunch we're going to try to do some really cool stuff. Okay. Uh, the writing is out there. Okay. And so we'll see uh, We'll see what we can make happen. We'll talk a little bit more stadium stuff here. Let's, right. let's talk about North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about North Carolina. Uh, they are currently playing. They are do we know? in the middle of their game. I don't have a score... Uh, my phone is recording this. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look at. All right. I'll so they are playing. It's actually a huge night for the USL. Uh, one, New York is playing three Nashville, and two Tampa is playing four North Carolina. So you've got two massive games. What by seeding would be the semifinals in the playoffs if the playoffs started today. Uh, that, those are big games, and I'm looking forward to uh, getting home and watching them. Uh, I will watch both of them on, like, 1.7 speed and zip through these games. Yeah, New York beat Nashville. New York, what was the score in that game? 2-1. to 2-1, one. Two to one, New York beats Nashville. That's good for us. I think. But we'll talk about that, too. North Carolina beat Tampa Bay. That's bad for us. Four to two. Wow. Four to two. A lot of scoring, and that's about as many goals as Tampa has given up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that is that is putting it to Tampa. Tampa doesn't really surrender very many no. goals. So, uh, wow, that's a, that's a big score line. That means, with that result, uh, I believe still in fourth place, the North Carolina would still, or do they jump Nashville into third? They're in second. They're in second place as currently situated. Currently, yeah. They're second. Wow. So we've got New York is first, mm-hmm. North Carolina is second, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay is third, mm-hmm. Nashville is fourth. Okay. Well, with that being said, we are now playing the second place team in the league on Saturday. Uh, North Carolina, who uh, they can be very good. Um, they beat us the first game of the season this mm-hmm. year. They And I don't think anybody really put any stock in it. No. I think they came, it was a 4-1 drubbing, Yeah. Uh, except that it wasn't. It was a game that we kind of dominated except for four scoring chances, and they scored on all four of them, and uh, two of them very late in the game when we yeah. were selling out for a goal, which we've seen that script before. We just saw that script yeah. uh, against Loudon. So, I mean, we are aware of how this stuff can sort of happen. Um but we didn't really know what kind of team they were. This is their first year under D- Dave Sarikin, the former U.S. Uh, men's national mm-hmm. team interim coach. Uh, and uh, it's clear that he's turned them into a capable side. I think they're a better team now than they were when we faced them earlier this year. Yeah. Um, I think that they are probably not the second best team in the Eastern Conference when it's all said and done. But, you know, ball don't lie at some point, and they just put it on uh, Tampa. Yeah. I mean, 4-2 win is a real win. Now, you do have to take into consideration a little bit uh, circumstances. Did they play at Tampa? I believe that game was at home for North Carolina. Okay. And the reason I say you got to take into account circumstances, one of the things is last weekend, North Carolina beat Pittsburgh, the noted... 
sit back, come yeah. at us, Bob Lilly, Pittsburgh. They beat them 5 nothing. Jesus. And so when you look at that scoreline, you're going, holy crap. And they beat them in Pittsburgh 5 nothing. And so you go. I looked at the scoreline and I thought, oh my God, is North Carolina freaking amazing? And then I watched the game and it turns out that no, it was a very even game for the first half. Very late in the first half, like the 44th minute. Uh, red card on Pittsburgh Damn. in the box gives up the one goal before the half and then playing down a man the rest of the game trying to get that goal back. They just kept giving up goal after goal after goal in the second half. So the 5 nothing scoreline belies what actually happened in the game right. about the quality of the team. Right. Uh, and so I don't know if this 4-2 win over Tampa was them playing against nine men or if they put it on them. But either way, they're getting big results against big teams. Yeah. And so they're a team to be concerned about. And they were a team that has already proven that they can handle what we can throw at them. And so hopefully uh, they come into town and we, we continue our good run of form, even though they're on a really nice run of form. This would put them, they were coming into the game today, to today they were four points up on us. Yeah. And even in games played. Now they are seven points up on us, but with a game in hand. So, you come in, you win this game, you can get it back down to four. Yeah. Which is striking distance. Yeah. And four with a game in hand is really striking distance. Yeah. So, you hope that we come in and uh, can play a good game, get a good result. I've loved the way we've been playing. Yes. I've loved it. I want us to continue playing this style. All of that being said, we don't know about Brian Ownby, if he'll be ready to come back to the field. He didn't travel with the team for this game in Charleston, and uh, we know he suffered a uh, facial head, you know, He took one to the dome. Injury. Took one to the dome. And uh, that he has a bit of a history of that. And so you're, you're concerned for him long-term first. Yeah. And then second, about the prospects for the team. So uh, we don't know if Brian Owen will be available for this game. If we assume that he is not, and we assume that pa- uh, that Paolo is still out. Which... Do we know anything about Paolo? No, no. We know that he has uh, he has started being more active in practices, but we don't know when his game fitness will return or when just they'll think that he's sharp enough to play. So, uh, or, or even when he's ready for full full contact. He may be doing that, he may not. I don't know yeah. the answer to that. Uh, but we'll assume no Paolo and no Brian for this game. Which means you're running out a lineup very similar to the yeah. one we ran out this week. In fact, I won't be at all shocked if they just say, we're running it back. That's our 11. I loved George and Luke coming off the bench. Yeah. Loved it. And I kind of liked Napo coming off the bench. Yeah. Being able to provide like a spark plug of energy late, being able to sort of, when the midfielders are exhausted from running all game, you've got a new guy out there just chasing every ball down, tackling yeah. dudes. I liked that too. So I don't mind the idea of having those three be ready to come on if we are either losing or in a tie. And then you always know that you've got Sean Francis and yeah. either Akeel Watts or uh, Taylor Pay on the bench ready to come in if we've got a lead. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, you got to imagine it's one or the other. That you make defensive subs or offensive right. subs. Right. It seems unlikely that we'll have some weird combo of those unless we make a sub 
immediately go from being down to in the lead or vice versa. Something like that. Right. Um, North Carolina, good keeper. That's Tambacus territory, uh. who we know and uh, despise. Uh, he's he's a good keeper. There's no there's no avoiding that. Uh, I'm always terrified of Dre Fortune. Dre Fortune is a uh, a, a dynamic player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's fun to watch. He's got speed. He's got power. Uh, he's got a pretty decent long range shot. And then uh, they they brought on I think on loan, but it could have been a full signing. They brought on Albadawi from Cincinnati. From wow, Washington. yeah. Uh, he got. I don't know if he got released or if he just got loaned out, but he got sent away from the FCC uh, MLS squad this year and is now playing with North Carolina. And Nazmi Al-Badawi is a, uh, is a really good player. Yeah. He's not Emmanuel Ledesma good. Like, I'm not that scared of him, but he's, he's an above-average player. He's dangerous coming forward. He's also not bad at falling in in the midfield. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe he's getting a lot of starting minutes for them, and he's, he's a talented player. Uh, all told, I think we're better. I really do, but I think we're better than everybody. Like if, right. we were, if we were playing, yeah. if we were playing Liverpool this weekend, I'd be like, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, like, better, I feel like man. we're probably better, but uh, they've got some dangerous pieces. You know, um, I'm, I admit that I am a bit uh, myopic when it comes to this stuff. Well, that's your job. Uh, so. What do you think? What are you What are you imagining for this game, Andy? Um. God, they are tough, though. Yeah. Man, they're tough. No, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna say a one nothing win for us. One nothing. I think it's gonna be that'd be a grinder of a game. I, it would be tough. I think it would be a knockdown, drag out. I think it would get chippy. And like the 65th minute, you okay. start seeing people's patience wear out. You start seeing some like late fouls, cheap yeah, fouls, yeah, some some stuff. Okay. Um, and I think the goal comes. I think the goal comes late for us. Okay. But I think we get it in run play. Okay. I think that's what sets off the chippiness. Okay. Honestly. Um, I think we get it in run a play, and I think we get it. I think we get it from Luke. Luke Spencer, love it. I, I think, think we get it from call. Luke and run a play. It starts chippiness, you know, and it turns into one of those things where you get like five minutes of stoppage because of the chippiness. You uh-huh. know what I mean, um, but yeah, I think we get it. Okay, I can. Hey, I I would sign up for that right now. Like if you were the devil making me a deal, I would sign up for that right now. One nothing on a Luke Spencer goal. I've seen that script before, and it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, the thing that makes me concerned is the speed on the wings. They beat us three separate times out of their four goals in our last game, just by us getting beat on counters. Yeah. I feel like we are defending counters much better right now than we have been all season. I think that some of that is Pat. I think some of that is Sean Tosh throwing mm-hmm. a little bit of physicality around and. Uh, also, we noticed him turn on the burners on yeah. two or three different occasions in this game and track down some guys who maybe thought they were already had him beat. Uh, so I'm hopeful that we have uh, mostly fixed the getting beat on the counter thing. I think it will always be a problem for us 
just because we want to push forward. Yeah. But North Carolina wants the ball also, which is one of the big differences, is that in the past, or it, it, what we expected from them in that first game was that they were going to let us have the ball. And I don't know if they let us have the ball or we just dominated it mm-hmm. because they've been a decent possession team throughout this season. And so they're not a team that's just dying to sit back on the counter. I think that really tells you something about people's opinion of this Lou City team, about how dangerous we still are, about mm-hmm. how much respect we still gain, is uh, teams that don't want to sit back still feel like they kind of have to, yeah. to beat us. That uh, if you are you better withstand the riot and then hope you get sprung for a goal. Yeah. And uh, so I'll be curious to see if North Carolina sits, sits in deep or if they come out aggressive. The game plan against Lou City lately has mostly seemed to be throw everything you've got at them for the first 15 minutes and hope you get a goal, mm. and then fall back in. Right. And if you don't get a goal, then fall back in and then try it again at the beginning of the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and otherwise, settle for a draw. Yeah. Uh, I'll be interested to see if that's the case in this game. So, 3 o'clock game which is, we played very well in our last 3 o'clock game. Hopefully yep. that continues. It is, annoyingly, uh, the Liverpool-Arsenal game is this Saturday. Oh, and I will be your in, Gunners are playing, bud. And they are number two in the league behind Liverpool's number one in the league. One versus two happening, and I will be busy setting up the stadium. It's because I care about all of you, the listeners. I want you to have a great experience. I want all of the signs to be in their appropriate locations. I want everybody's uh, stuff to be out there and visible. And I will miss Liverpool versus Arsenal, which is horrifying. I wonder if Scouse is going to be. I have no doubt. Well, he'll be at the game. He'll be at the game, but like. I'm saying that the. I mean, and the Liverpool Arsenal game is much earlier in the day. It's just I'll be busy doing stadium setup during. Oh, okay. All right. so you, the fans don't have to make that Sophie's choice, uh, but my Sophie's choice was: Do I want to keep my job or do I want to watch Liverpool? <laughs> and I'm gonna go. You don't with think the Brad job. would give you the pass? No. On any other day, like if it was a Wednesday afternoon, I think that you know if I put it to him just right, he might. But uh, on a game day, no, I don't think so. All right. That's a big part of my job. Do you want me to talk to him? No, I don't. <laughs> it's a big part of my job. Um, I think that you are probably right on the money that it'll be a low-scoring game this time around. I think uh, max scoring is two in this game. In my head, yeah. the max scoring in this game is two. And uh, that could be 2 nothing to either team, 1-1 one, one draw, or anything under that. So uh, we'll see. It's going to be a nerve-wracking game. It is. Or we're just going to blow the fuck out of them and win 7 yeah. nothing, and everybody's going to be like, okay, Katie, bar the door. Look out. Here we go. <laughs> like, yeah. It is time. Yeah. And uh, this game is sort of a catapult game. If we get a good win here, it really is. Everybody everybody turns their head and looks out for Lou City at this yeah. point. And if uh, we lose this game, then I think we keep flying under the radar. We're pretty much locked into the playoffs at this point. Yeah. Like It would be extremely difficult for us to miss the playoffs at this point. Yeah, but the question is, how many home games can we get? And Or can we get a home game? Uh, yeah. Uh, right now, if the playoffs started today, we would host a home game, but it would be one of the play-in games. It would yeah. be 7 versus 10, which I believe is us playing Birmingham for the fourth time this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, ooh, that'd be fun. Okay. You got any purple stuff, my man? Uh, Scouse's house specific. Yeah, Scouse's house stuff. Um, <laughs> a 
note. Okay. The Allwards are in charge of the tailgate this this week. The stalwarts of the tailgate. Oh my gosh. The stalwart Allwards. Do you like warm ham and cheese sandwiches? I do. Do you like pasta salad? Depending. Do you like chips? Very much. Do you like dip? Depending. Okay. Well, do you like Shannon's pretzel rods? Very much. Well, then come on out to the tailgate, my friend. Did you not pay any attention to the diet? We did like 10 minutes on this, dude, and you're already trying to pump me I full just, of I carbs just... and and uh, salted meats. Look, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I just think that some things are good for the soul. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, there's, there's, a, there's an element of self-care that is, you know, vitally a bit. Right, yeah. Um, well, everybody besides Evan. Yeah. If you like all those things, which I'm assuming you do, yeah, um, coming out to the, the tailgate, man, one o'clock. If you haven't had Shannon's food, I it's feel very tasty bad for you. <laughs> so they get there about one o'clock. Everybody show up. Uh, also, if you're planning on coming early, I believe the time is eleven thirty. Uh, it I, I and actually don't even listen to that. I uh, go online, check it out on uh, Facebook or on uh, Lou City's homepage. Uh, there, where the power soccer demonstration is occurring oh, yeah. before the game. Uh, this one, this is a lot of fun, and so uh, this is going to be a demonstration. We're still trying very hard to have a game to be able to be watched before the indie game. So uh, oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, which is a lot of fun. But there's a power soccer demonstration. Power Soccer is the Angel Share uh, Charity of the Month, and so help them out. Uh, check it out and come and be a participant. Help out wherever you can. It's uh, it's for a good cause. They're a really great bunch of people that are uh, running that show and participating in it, and so I encourage you to get there early. Also, you got kids? Andy, you, you, how far off are you from having a kid? Jeez. Like six days, seven days? <laughs> Not quite. Not quite um, Close. Okay, so you're uh, en route to having kids. It's Kids Fest game yeah. tonight or this week, and so uh, we are gonna have. Uh, there's gonna be face painting. There's gonna be free popsicles or freeze pops. I'm sorry. Uh, there's gonna be bouncy house. Not just bouncy house. Bouncy obstacle course. I'm not even a kid. I like all of those things. Yeah, me too. Uh, face painting? Do you? What would you? What would you get? A fairy tiger. It's from Parks and Recreation. I'm sorry, it was a. Um, well, now, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> would you get the crest? Like, what would you? I would probably. You're get a man the crest. who's got a lot of actual tattoo ink, yeah, and so facial stuff. I wonder if I could combine like Batman and Louisville City. You could totally put the bat symbol over the crest. I would look tight, but also snakes. And tigers wrapped around the crest. I, I mean, I'm not even a designer, and I can see it in my head how awesome. It would I would be. love to put that to a face painter. Yeah, just like just what I want. Bring in a really complex drawing for them. Like this is what I'm looking for. It takes like an hour and a half to do it. <laughs> and then somebody gives you a hug, and it smudges. Like no! I sweat and starts. <laughs> Snakes are in my eyes. <laughs> I love that. I That's love what I that. That's right. what I'll get. Uh, face painting, bouncy house, obstacle course, 
the inflatable uh, kick contest will be out there. This will be all along the concourse, basically from the patio deck all the way over to the uh, merch booth. Yeah. It's going to be a huge, sprawling thing. There's going to be a DJ specifically for kids for the pregame. Oh man, it's going to be it's going to be a really fun day for the for the kiddos at this one. Bring them out. Uh, half price tickets for the kids this weekend. Ah. So get your half price ticket. Bring your kid to the game and uh, let them have a lot of fun. Wear themselves out for the two hours before kickoff. Yeah. And then you'll have a tired exhausted, satisfied child laying yeah. there on the ground while you while cheer you on our soccer. boys yeah, in purple. Absolutely. Or that they will be so satisfied that they'll think, I need to get involved in whatever this is, and they'll become giant Loose City fans. And then you take they fall asleep in the car. Right. And so you've got an easy, lovely night at home with, your, uh, with your significant other. Kids asleep. Darn right. Love it. Get out to the game is what we're really trying yeah. to say. Uh Shockingly, George's goal not up for goal of the week, which I found That's stunning. Like, Who do I need to call out that? Now, to be fair, there is an obvious goal of the week candidate this week. I don't remember what the team or even the name of the player is. I just remember there is an obvious goal of the no. week uh, winner this week. And so, fine, George wouldn't have won, but he should have been nominated because it was a no, it was a really up. nice goal. And you got to take into consideration like circumstances and timing. Yeah. Like, getting that really keeps us in the running for a top four seed. Mm-hmm. You you end that game with a tie, and everybody's just sort of looking at you at the bottom of the table going, all right, that's where they are. Now people feel us coming. Yeah. And you don't want to have to deal with the champs when the no. champs are coming. And uh, we are still those. I've heard the chants. We do chant a lot. Yeah, because we are the champions. We are. Um. Let's see here. Anything else of news or no? Okay. So there was uh, significantly more NWSL chatter this week. Good. Uh, about whether or not... There, apparently there was an article uh, that was... Are you just pulling stuff out of your beard? It's my dog's hair comes out of my beard. you out of your beard. Yeah. <laughs> and just like... It's constant. Depositing yeah. it in... On your floor. Yeah. Look at that one. Yeah. It is, my beard is in a repository of Darcy hair. You're going to confuse my dog. Yeah, she's going to really be, uh, er, yeah, Boogs is going to not know what to do with himself. He's going to think his girlfriend's here. He's going to be up all night. Uh, so there's NWSL chatter. There was an article that got picked up uh, with a quote from one of the team owners. Uh, that was strongly indicating that uh, there was the possibility of a women's professional top-flight soccer team coming to town, and the position of the team remains no comment. I'm gonna comment. That's sort of. <laughs> I was. I was sort of leading you there. I'm gonna comment. Yeah. Good idea. Bad idea. Fun idea. I think it'd be an amazing idea. Okay. I think it's a great idea. What do you think is the earliest it would be feasible to have a women's team? Ugh. 2028? 2029? No. No? Don't think that. Earlier than that. Oh, I thought you were saying that was like a little rushing it. No, no, no. Okay. Honestly, like 2021. 2021? Yeah. I think you can make it happen. It would be more convenient. Not convenient, but... Obviously, like, with the excitement of the new stadium going into the next season, it'd be cool to be like, look at our new stadium. Look at the women's team! Woo! You know what I mean? Like, awesome! Yep. That's not realistic. 
Right. I think 2021, honestly, it's realistic. It'd be tough, um, but I think it's realistic. Okay. Uh, the team has no comment, and under these circumstances, I don't even think that a disclaimer will help me, so I'm just going to also say that I have no comment, yeah. other than uh, I personally, as a human being and fan of soccer, mm-hmm. want there to be as much professional soccer yeah. in Louisville as possible. I want there to be as much of it as possible. I think it would be a great idea. Okay. Um, Rapino would play for us, right, though? I have no idea. <laughs> I can call I, I ask no her, right? <laughs> Can you? Can you call her? What if I could? Her? What if I could absolutely you just and call I, her? You and I's friendship would be a lie at this point. <laughs> if, if this whole time we've just been walking around talking about stupid crap like who would win in a fight between superheroes and what in real, reality we could have been talking about was when Megan Rapino was coming over. Like, that would be a... Game changer. Her and my wife are just best friends. Real tight. They they were they were on the same swim team in high school and like oh wow that's awesome. That would be nuts. How mad would you be if that was the case? I would be mad for until she got here, and then I'd be really glad. Yeah, that's about how long it would take. Yeah. I would be mocking you mercilessly and yelling, and then knock knock knock. Andy, you're the fucking coolest. Yeah. Okay. Um. I feel like this is one of those times where it would have been helpful for us to have had notes because I feel like there's something big that I'm missing and I am not immediately... The, the, the kits. Oh, the kits. There it is. Uh, so this is officially Supporters Week in the USL. Yes. Uh, the team's, Our team's done some fun stuff like changing around our Twitter and Facebook stuff to reflect all that and... Uh, we generally feel like we make every week supporter week, or we try to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and as a supporter who has now gone on to work for the team, I can tell you that for me, it's always supporter it's, week. Yeah, like it's supporter day, it's supporter hour. Yeah, like it's that. That's what it is. Uh, but for supporter week, one of our main promotions was the ability to uh, invite the public to vote on what kit we should wear mm-hmm. for the game this Saturday. Yeah. Andy, can you give me the results? We're doing the... You're going to make get so mad at me. You're going to correct me immediately, but I stand by it. We're doing the road alternates. Okay. The road alternates. So the gray and black. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the road alternate. <laughs> it's just the third alternate. It's the road kit. alternate. Okay. So we're going with the silver and black. Yeah. Uh, I love the silver and black. It's, I the truly silver and black do. is awesome. Amazingly, though, it's my second favorite kit this year. Uh, I love the whites. I love the white with the gold. I think it's a sharp look. I think it it's a sharp. clean look. I voted for it personally. Um, and I, and who did you vote for, Andy? Purple. You voted for the purple. Because... Come on, you boys in purple. Because it's the boys in purple. Sure. The reason I don't Real love, quick, what are our team colors? We are purple and gold. Okay, but what was the first one? Purple. Okay. All right. I love it. Like, seriously. I, I mean, I, you know, I'm just saying, What? Would, here's my question to you. What would, how many votes did, like, what was the first, second, and third? So, obviously, the silver and black were first, right? I would love to be able to give you that information, but I, I'm afraid I didn't go into that kind of detail. I'm genuinely about curious about it. I don't know how close it was. I know that we took voting across three separate platforms. Yeah. And so that uh, may have affected things in terms of how oh. it looked. In terms so of so I voted it, on Instagram. Uh huh. 
So I could have voted on Twitter and Facebook. I know you could have voted also on Twitter. I believe you could also have voted on Facebook. The Facebook one may have just been a link back to the Twitter poll. Uh, okay. But I don't know that. All right. Uh, and I feel like I heard early in the week that uh, there was dissension. That, like, on the different oh. platforms, it was different kits getting the love. Oh. Uh, but I believe that the whites were always out, which is shocking to me because I love that the whites. That is shocking. And we do well in the whites. I like, I love that we're purple. And I, I wear purple myself on a daily basis. Um, this is not my favorite of our purple kits. I don't dislike it. I think it's a good look. Mm-hmm. I have liked other purple kits we've had in the past. Back. What is your favorite? My favorite all-time purple. Uh, I liked the black venting in the sides. Oh, yeah. I liked yeah. the black venting, and uh, uh, that that was which I believe was the seventeens, the seventeens. Yeah, because the eighteens were the that was with the gold trim, the purple with the gold yes. outlines. Yes. Yeah. So. Frankly, I would love to see a layout of all of the kits. I would too, actually. I think somebody should do that. Hey, Twitterverse. Hey, Facebook land. Uh, we don't post this on Instagram. So, no, hey, Twitterverse and Facebook land. Listeners. Can somebody please put together yeah. a, uh, a timeline of the kits? Uh, this was the home and the away, and I don't even think we had a third alternate the first we year. We didn't. And then this is the home and away and the alternate the second year, the third year, and the fourth year, and now this year. I'd love to see them all side by side and yeah. be able to really formulate an opinion that way. That'd be neat. I, I mean, I feel like I have an image in my head of what they've all looked like, but not the, uh, I don't have the crisp look in my head. Ultimately, I think that uh, I will always still be the biggest fan of the white and gold hoops. The white and gold hoops are my, uh, that's my tried and true. I'm a hoops guy. Uh, I pushed really hard for the purple and black hoops. Yeah. I wanted to cool. see that. Um, I know that uh, there were issues. I will continue to push for that until we have it because I want that kit. They were cool. They now, were the cool. Cooper's kit has that to an extent. Uh, I think that the. I think that with the branding and with the jersey jersey material, I think I would like the official jerseys better. But I do like the uh, the the Cooper's kit. What if Adidas? What if Adidas did for us what they do for like Oregon? Yeah. Well, what Nike does for Oregon? Nike is it Nike? Nike. That was Adidas that did all the crazy stuff for Oregon. Nike is headlined there and or is uh, headquartered there. And uh, Phil Knight, the owner of Nike, is a proud oh, Oregon okay. alum, or at least Oregon guy. I don't really care about any other sport, but yeah, Bulbul City Soccer. So it's hard for me to keep up. Right. And, uh, yeah. <coughs> so no, Oregon, but Oregon does get pick of the litter when it yeah. comes to about a billion different and they get, combinations. Like, cool stuff, right? Like they, they get, get cool. the cool stuff. Yeah. So that's no, good. It's nice work if you can get it. So if we could get like the owner of Adidas to to buy into Lou City. Or even New Balance, like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> come on, bud. Uh, there is a ton of new merch, and the sale is about to end. If you yeah, go to is. the Loose City store, uh, either 4th Street Live or online, go buy your new merch. I actually haven't been in a couple of weeks, or months even, to the store. Really? I need to get my butt out there. 
I'm looking forward to the new the store being in the stadium. Yeah. Because it'll be designed for it, and it'll be awesome. But I haven't been out to the 4th Street Live store in a little while, and my understanding is they've got cool stuff I haven't they been have paying attention cool to. Stuff. And uh, I need to get that. Yeah. I, need, I need that. They have a lot of cool stuff. Very helpful staff, too. Do they? They do. Well, I'm glad to hear that, because uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, that is outsourced at this point. Yeah. So glad that they're doing it well. I'm just saying. It's also why I haven't been there as much. Yeah. Um. Anything, uh, anything pressing for you? Anything else going on? Mm-mm. No, not really. Right. Stadium still progressing, still man. Still doing stadium stuff. I drive by it. It's getting bigger. I drive by it every day. It's actually day. not even getting bigger anymore. It's just getting more filled in. When is grass? When do we see grass? Uh, it's soon. It's soon. I know the drop dead date by which we have to have the grass in. Yeah. And we're still we're still a monthish away from that. Yeah, but, but sometime within the next month you'll see grass. That'll be a big day. That will be a big day. Now to me the big stuff left is grass, uh roof, and when they put the video board in. Yeah. In the office they're talking big about when the seats go in. That'll be cool, but to me, it's grass, roof, and video board. Because you put those three things in, and it's basically like, I don't, I wouldn't get a seat anyway. So I mean, to me, it's like we can just go ahead and start playing. Right. Like let's just right. go. Let's. It's go time. And I don't get to drink during the game either. So for me, at this point, I don't even need the vending stuff to be done. I don't need the concourse done. I just need a field and a video board and uh, a roof. So I've been thinking about the stadium a lot lately. Uh huh. Me too. I know you. But it's not my job to think about it, right? But I've been thinking about it. Okay. Like I said, I drive by it every day. And really, I only need to drive by it about twice a week. But I still drive by it every day because I want to see it. Yeah, sure. Like, you drive by it. You don't want to miss a thing. You're like Aerosmith. And I keep thinking about that first game. I think about that a lot, too. That first game of walking. Because, you know... It'll be cool. Like, I'm sure, I'm not sure, but my hunch is that there'll be some event <clears throat> that maybe, like, season ticket holders can go to, supporters groups can go to, you know what I mean? Like, so, sure. But that first game is what's going to nail it home. Well, that's right? the thing. Is Even if you're a person who has the means to finagle a tour. Right. Uh, or if you need to be a participant in some sort of, like you say, event or uh, planning stuff at the stadium... There's a good chance that a large number of people will get their opportunity to see a, an essentially finished stadium before we open it. Right. The difference will be that in those circumstances, there will be, what, maybe, maybe 30, 40 other people there? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Big day when there's, you know, 15,000 people there. Big day when they're selling beer. Yeah. <laughs> when you can check yeah, out absolutely. the food. When you can walk through the club. When you can uh, check out, uh, when you can check everything out. Well, so much of what we do is about tradition and routine. Yes. Especially when it comes to soccer, right? Yeah. It's a game built on traditions and routines. And the thing I keep thinking about is, what's our routine going to be? Like, I'm going to have a, like, my wife and I, we're going to have a son. You're going to have a child when the stadium opens. When the stadium opens. That first game, we have a child. Yeah, where, so where, you start do, where do you like, drop that thing off? <laughs> what closet do you put? <laughs> where are the baby lockers? <laughs> it's, it's the rubber made. 
Very cozy tin. <laughs> Very cozy baby bins. But I keep thinking about, like, it's going to be so cool to get that routine down. Like, this is where we usually park. This is how parking usually is. This is our walk to the stadium. This is where this I stop is, to get my beer. This is where we stop to get drinks. This is where we say hi to on the way into the stadium. Right. Like, this is what... And it's, it's fun for me to think about all these things because no matter how many times you imagine or anticipate a situation you're going to be in, when you're actually in it, it's completely different. Yeah. And that's the exciting thing for me. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of what's going on with the front office right now, too, is there are really smart and capable people who are in charge of the important things that yeah. are going into the stadium, the, the logistics of what goes on in the stadium. But it's amazing how much, how often something will come up where people will be like, have we thought about this? Yeah. And we and we do our best to think about everything. And AEG, our facilities management firm, they are brilliant at thinking of everything. But I already know that when the stadium opens, the thing everybody's going to be talking about the next day, the thing everybody will talk about, is something that nobody could have anticipated. Yeah. It's going to be like, can you believe that they have, you know, that the 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 speakers leak goo right. like no i can't believe that the yeah. speakers leak goo. it's going to be some <laughs> wild card obscure nothing that's going to be the yeah. story of the stadium the devil's in the details it is and uh there's you just do your absolute best to minimize them but it's the logistics of getting everybody in getting everybody out getting people to their traditions that is exciting to me yeah. uh is the and we're Focusing on that in a lot of the supporter meetings we're having, mm-hmm. yeah, on the idea that hey, it's important for everybody to uh, to to say, what do you want? How do you want it? What's a good idea? What's a bad idea? We're gonna practice this. We're gonna practice that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna take a lot, and we can encourage stuff as much as we want, yeah. and like make it and facilitate stuff as much as we want. But it's not going to be the front office that makes no. the cool stuff happen. It's going to be the the supporters who decide, hey, whenever there's a goal, we're going to yell this thing. And no matter what you do, we're going to yell this thing. Or whatever it is. If you yell over Lance McGarvey's Lou City goal, I'll fight you. But uh, no that's just me. Do that, I can't wait to hear the first one of those. Oh, my stadium. God. Um, no, I, I get actively excited about what that's going to look like. Ooh, that first game, uh, I'm uh, I personally am a little concerned. I hope we open crazy early that day, open the gates crazy mm-hmm. early, just because I'm a little concerned that you're not going to have as many people in your their seats as you need because they're all going to be wandering around looking at stuff. Yeah, everybody's going to be like, "Well, I want to go check out the thing." Give okay. it like give it like two hours before kickoff. Well, we already do two hours before kickoff. Give it four hours. That's what we're talking kickoff. about. I don't yeah. get there. I, I know you get there. <laughs> you get there the minute before kickoff. I get there when my wife tells me. So damn right. Uh, so. No, I'm hoping we open it real early that day, just to give people time to get in, walk around, see everything before they have to go sit down. Because it's the in the end, you're there for the game, brother. So we'll see. All right, man. That's all. That was I got. it. You got anything it. else on your agenda? No. no, that was it. Three game winning streaks. Nice. Ten game winning streaks. Even better. Better. Uh, sometime soon. We're not there. But sometime soon, we're going to have to have a conversation about the Western Conference and what's going on over there yeah. in that crazy simulation. 
because uh, uh, really You're following Phoenix. All you really need to do is talk about Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, I I personally think that if you move Phoenix, I, I say this with no knowledge whatsoever. This is this is completely made up. Uh, I think that if you moved Phoenix over to the Eastern Conference, they'd be one of the six or seven teams that would be in it. I don't think they'd be running away with the Eastern Conference the way they are running away with the Western Conference. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Maybe they're super good. So for those of you who don't know this, they're undefeated this season. Yeah, they are. Aren't they? No. No, they're not. Oh, Reddit lied to me. Yeah. Well, they're not undefeated. They haven't. They have won a uh, USL record number of games in a row right uh, now, which is exciting. Right, it's uh, so loud, I think they have lost one or two games this year. So. Are you sure? I'm not. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to look it up. Right, we'll, we'll look it up. We'll look it and up. And then uh, we'll make fun of Andy in the caption for the... Uh, what if I'm right, though? We can or we'll make fun of, of Evan in the caption. We'll make fun of Andy in the caption. We'll make fun of Evan no matter what he does. The, <laughs> almost always. To be fair, I write the captions, so yeah. uh, it feels like it's going to really depend a lot on Do my really? general mood. Yeah. I thought Kenny wrote the captions. No, I sent those to him. I feel like Kenny should write the captions. I'm happy to like Kenny, but the thing is... Kenny, if he's going to post them early in the morning, he doesn't usually have time to listen to the whole thing to give it an appropriate uh, title and uh, we went. Summation. We go to all the trouble of recording them. The least he can do is listen he to them. He does listen to them. First he checks them for audio quality, then he posts them, and then he listens to them at his leisure like any other human being. I got no issues with you, Kenny. I don't know why, he's, why Andy's always trying to start a fight. I'm not trying to start a fight. I'm just saying he's... Young and I heard he, I heard he said that your wife's yogurt pretzel sticks are gross. Whoa! Fighting words. Slander. Uh, isn't it? Slander. Isn't it, though? <laughs> uh, everybody, enjoy your supporter week. Bring your kids out because it's going to be a fun one this weekend. Three o'clock game, so make some plans for afterwards. Yeah. And uh, let's uh, get out there and get another win. Start our streak and really feel like we're closing out the season in a strong way. Put the pressure on the teams ahead of us because, man, it's tightening up in the Eastern Conference right now. Uh, Andy, I can only think of one way to end a good podcast. Uh, What do you think? Yeah. All right. Well, then let's end it. Go Go City. City!